0: To Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, as you know, this show has a long association with the EY Entrepreneur of the Year, and for the next few weeks, as we get ready for the announcement of this year's winner on November 23rd, we're going to be talking to some of this year's finalists and, and indeed EY alumni. Uh, about some of the issues facing entrepreneurs. One issue, or let's call it a strength, that seems to apply to all successful entrepreneurs is that of resilience. I'm delighted to be joined by Nick Keegan of Mailmetrics, who's a finalist this year. Also a finalist this year is Lorraine Heskin of the Gourmet Food Parlour. And I'm also joined uh, by one of the alumni, who's John Purdy of the Ergo Group, who was a finalist a long number of years ago. So, Resilience, Uh, Nick, we might start with you if we can. Firstly, tell us a little bit about you and your business.
1: Well, delighted to be here, first of all. Uh, So, Mailmetrics, we work with highly regulated financial services. We help them to digitally transform how they communicate with their customers. So moving away from paper and moving all of their key customer communications online.
0: Okay, so it's probably been an interesting journey for you. Started in 2013 at the age of 24 it's now morphed into something maybe completely different Mm. to what you first envisaged. So clearly there were speed bumps along the way that called for resilience.
1: Yeah, plenty of speed bumps along the way. So when I started the company in uh, 2013, we initially had a very different concept to to what we do today Um, and we launched that business with great aspirations, let's say, but um, the idea totally failed and we were three years in business without ever raising a single invoice so no customers no revenue quickly burning through all the money that we'd raised and you know we pivoted and pivoted and couldn't really find a business model that would stick until um you know the end of year three when we finally got uh we finally landed on something let's say which has now morphed into mail metrics and i suppose that was the inflection point
0: And one of the things, Nick, when you talk about resilience, is you know if things are going badly, Mm. and you're you're hanging on for dear life as you clearly were in those days, and in that same time you're supposed to be coming up with the new idea, like it makes it a very dark, like it. You can easily see how someone could throw in the towel on the basis of trying to reemerge from this darkness. Yeah, you know when your world is falling in, you're you're being asked to be creative.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy because you, uh, you do feel like a failure when you're, you know, when it fails, you, you feel a bit like a failure and you have a team around you who've come to work with you based on a vision. Yeah. And that's changing every other month. And you say, well, we're going this way now or we're going that way. And it's very difficult to pe- keep people along with you, you know. Yeah. Um, but I suppose we had raised money from external investors and we had an obligation to those individuals as well as to ourselves to try and make this a success.
0: Yeah. Okay. We'll come back to you in a second, uh, Lorraine Haskin uh, of the Gourmet Food Parlor. Uh, Lorraine, interesting business that you've built. Uh, you know, from very small beginnings, first uh, cafe in Dunleary, seventeen years ago. You've driven it on, you've got relationships now with loads of sporting bodies, as well as a number of outlets. But again, I can, I can know, and well, I, know, I know you have hold, but I also know that this is a tough business and it doesn't happen by itself. You've had your setbacks as well.
2: Yes, I sure have. And, and again, I wanted to say thank you for having me here today. Delighted Not no, all. To be Lovely to have you. Absolutely. You know, in 17 years, there's been many, many turns around the road. But I think the two that stand out the most would obviously be, number one, the recession in 2008. That was that was very devastating for many businesses. But I mean, for my own, because it was only two years established and I just started to grow and start to scale. Um, and it really, I suppose, those times, you know, the recession and then obviously COVID as well, really Kind of helped me to be a better business person because at the end of the day it's all about belief in yourself and belief in your business and surrounding yourself with a team who's going to believe in that path as well. Um, so they were very, very challenging, very challenging and it's that fight or flight mode that you go into as well, yeah. you know, where you think what am I going to do? But like I think your your best your best ideas come from those moments and when you're forced, you know, in a time like a recession where people were spending less, I just opened my business, it was starting to grow but at the same time, it helped me because I worked with a consultant. I stepped outside the business and I took a look from the outside in and I decided, where do I want to take my business into the future? And that was one of the greatest questions I ever asked myself. And at that time, it helped me to change Gourmet Food Parlour from a cafe business into a restaurant and a catering business. And that's how I suppose I've been able to scale yeah. and grow over the uh, years. And
0: you're right when you say it. You're never thinking at the time, but it's you know, you're changing because you have to change. You're Absolutely. moving quickly because you have to move, mm. otherwise the lights go out but it doesn't feel like it when you're doing it. No it doesn't, it doesn't but <laughs> yeah. it,
2: it's great, it is, it's great and it's, it's part of that resilience, you know you, you move forward.
0: Now we're also joined by a man who wears many many of the t-shirts, he's been around business for a long number of years John Purdy. Uh, John uh, you started Ergo over 30 years ago, again uh, no different to your colleagues here, indeed myself, uh, the twists and turns along the way uh, called for resilience, resilience on many an occasion.
3: Absolutely, Bobby. And I think there's a filing cabinet full of business plans uh, because business plans are always being rewritten because you've got to focus and uh, and deal with the current market and what the outlook looks like for the next couple of years. Um, so, I think resilience in a CEO is an absolute necessity, or in an entrepreneur, is an absolute necessity. Um, there are dark moments. Um, Lorraine mentioned 2008. That was very dark for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, because we, we had a, a business that was very focused on financial services. Mm-hmm. Um, but out of that came a phenomenal product, which spun out into Finergo, which is now a global leader and employs 1,500 people. Um, so, I think they're the best times to be innovative. Yeah,
0: but as we said earlier, it doesn't feel like it at the time.
3: Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and,
0: and when you think as well, John, one of the things that I've learned over the years, and again, the hard way, is that having multiple income streams in your business from that... Income streams that come from different places is also something that you should try and aspire to because as one fire goes out, another one can 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 light up.
3: Yeah, and again, during that period of 2008 to probably 2011, uh, we did a lot of change. We made our first acquisition in 2010, which was very successful. Um, we focused very much on our sweet spot customer and we focused on customers that were... Uh, in growth mode, who had the ability to pay us and who wanted to trade off the island, uh, that and that meant that during that period we weren't dealing with bad debts because our our, our customer base was very very solid. Yeah. Uh, but but you know you you've it's not just about you changing; it's about bringing the team on that change and making sure that the team stay entrepreneurial because it's very easy for the people to become safe. Mm. Let's not do that because if that goes wrong, etc. Mm. Uh, and so. You know, back then, Ergo was maybe a 20 million euro business. Today, it's 220 million business uh, through acquisition and through organic growth. We have to be very comfortable with change. In the business that we're in, uh, which is technology, change is all around us. Either change or get out.
0: Nick, uh, just back to you there. Just interesting to hear what John's saying. And you were saying earlier there about, you know, every week you were telling the the team we're in a different business this week. And again, trying to get them to stay with you. But you talked about taking credit union loans out, that the, mm. the you know, the, the owners of the business had to take out credit unions uh, to pay the wages, mm-hmm. uh, credit union loans to pay the wages. So that must have been almost... You know, if this doesn't work, we're absolutely goosed here. But but resilience then in terms of, you know, knowing how bad things were, but I'm going to put myself further in debt in this business that's going very, very wrong.
1: Yeah, so I think uh, there was a certain point in time where we, had ju- we were starting to see light at the end of the tunnel and we had a client in the pipeline, which was going to be our first client. I think it was like year four, so... uh we were pretty keen to get a client at that stage, yeah. but you know we could see before that first customer invoice was going to land, there was a gap. Our our, our, phone, our runway had been burnt away, so that's when the founders had to had to chip in personally, you know, yeah. to, to, to make that shortfall.
0: But at least you saw there was some light, and you saw that it was worth rolling we, the dice
1: again on the basis that. What, what, so that there was a bit of vision around that. We we, we always believed we would be successful somehow, you know, yeah. and. Between myself and my two co-founders, Martine and Pavel, we, you know, we did have a vision for the business. We knew that we were going. We, we knew we were solving a real problem, but we just couldn't figure out the business model. Yeah. Um, and once you start to get that early interest from a customer, it's 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 like a, a fire inside you. Then you can you know you're onto something. You know you've found product market fit, uh, and it helps you to just double down on it.
0: Yeah, uh, Lorraine. About that self belief. You know, we often have our own inner doubts. People talk about. You know Stockholm syndrome, and when things are going badly, we can be rattled in terms of our own confidence. Mm. What did you do along the way to to try and fight that, or to try and build up your own confidence when maybe in, inside it was shattered?
2: Well, that's a great question, and I think you know there's so many answers to that. But I think two that I'll tell you now is one. My team, the team that I've had in Gourmet Food Parlour and a lot of them have been with us, you know, for the last 15, 16 years. So when I mightn't have been so confident, they certainly were and, yeah. and I go back to that ethos of surrounding yourself with good people and when you get good people, you hold on to them because that, that's vitally important and, and you do have to work on yourself, but you have to find mentors, you have to talk to other people you have to, the more you, you talk to mentors and you surround yourself with those kind of other business people as well you understand you're not the only person who's going through this that everybody else is as well and that you're human at the end of the day but you also have to have that belief continue to have that belief in yourself and in the business that you set up originally because it can be very easy to lose that but you have to keep that foundation going I think that's
0: really important Uh, John you've been part of the uh, Entrepreneur of the Year programme for many years where you've made a lot of friends uh, you've made a lot of uh, business contacts, you've done business uh, with other people on the programme. In the in the tough times, uh, that association uh, with your friends and colleagues, to be able to pick up the phone uh, to somebody for a bit of
3: advice, how important was that? It's unbelievably important, and it's very hard to describe it to people who are not on the programme. Only in the last couple of weeks... Uh, one of the alumni reached out to me and is having a shareholder issue. And we talk every couple of days, we've had coffee uh, to see can we find a way through. Uh, and that's happened to me maybe three times in the nine years I'm associated with, with this programme. The other thing that I think is really important is it, this programme is very important to your staff, particularly in the hiring element. So, oh, your CEO has been part of the EOI programme. That's a phenomenal validation and to your customers. The mm-hmm. customers want to know that they're, they're backing a successful business. And if the successful business has been picked as the one of the 24, well then they're pretty happy.
0: So John, if we look back to the, and I don't really like looking back to it because they were dark days for me as well. But if we look back mm-hmm. at that period of 2008 to 2011,
3: what was the one thing that you'd say on reflection now that kept you focused? Well, there was two things. Um, Firstly, in the shower in the morning, I would tell myself what I had succeeded in in the previous 15, 20 years. And that gave me the the courage to keep going. The second thing, if I look back on my notebooks and I keep all my notebooks for that period, every meeting of significance, I had three letters at the start of the page. B, B, B. Be brave, be bold, believe. So that was your
0: way of keeping yourself motivated, keeping yourself focused and making sure, and everybody has their own way. So that's very useful that you shared that. We're going to talk many topics now over the next number of weeks. Uh, I think we've done uh, resilience uh, a good service. Uh, I want to thank my guests uh, John Purdy from Ergo, uh, Lorraine Heskin from the Gourmet Food Parlour, and indeed uh, Nick Keegan from Mailmetrics. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you all on the big night of uh, November the 23rd. Indeed. Thanks,
1: Bobby. Thank you. Enjoyed Thank you.
0: Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News
1: Talk.